0: Alright, long day out long year off for the Dolphs, yeah. um, but uh been a kind of a crazy year, but we're back. Uh, Max on the line here and Charles yeah. over here.
1: We are we're back getting ready for the playoffs and you know what I think has been a pretty unusual football year. Certainly felt uh, a lot different than the last several to me anyway. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean this this season I've never uh been so unsure about what's going to happen in the playoffs. Um or I can't remember a year like this where you know, I could honestly see any of these teams making a playoff run and it's not because they're, you know, all-time great teams, but just maybe that it's one of the more competitive years um that we've had, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it feels like a um, changing of the guard type thing where we're in that transition between some of these good young teams that are up and coming and there's still some of the traditional teams and quarterbacks hanging around the the Drew Breeses, the, the Tom Brady's, and then you have, you know, the Jared Goffs and, you know, the – the young quarterbacks coming up, so you got Rivers and, and Brady in the AFC, and then you have Mahomes coming in, and Watson coming in as very young guys. And, you know, in the NFC you have similar storylines with Breeze setting these all-time records, and then you have, you know, this new Rams offense and this new Bears defense and some of these things where it's, it, it just feels like a transitional year. And I think if I if I really had to bet on it, I would say next year is going to be a little clearer in terms of who the the teams of the future are, and maybe the next few years we'll kind of see as some of these teams kind of become, you know, adapt to their new identities and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's an odd year.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, but been very entertaining, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, there's been some wild games. And, I, you know, I mean, I think the thing that I have trouble with is every time I feel like I I have a good sense of who a particular team is, um, other than maybe the Saints, um, you know, I didn't love their their 12-9 win against Carolina. That was a game they still really needed at that time, Um, not the Week 17, but their their previous uh, game with them. Yeah. Other than that game, I feel like the Saints have, have pretty much been the team that I knew them to be. It doesn't mean there haven't been games where they've let down a little bit or, or their defensive schemes have not seemed to be working that well or, you know, Breeze has has maybe a little bit of an off day. But I feel like I've had a pretty good sense of that team. Otherwise, um, you know, there's I feel, just as I feel like I have a good sense of a team, I'm like, all right, I get, I get this team. They may not have, you know, the greatest defense, but they have this great offense. And then they'll come out and, you know, their defense will be terrific and their offense sucks, you know.
0: And yeah. And
1: that's, uh, that's what's been so hard for me is some of these teams I watch one – or watch a couple weeks and I go, okay, I get this team. And then I watch it, uh, another game and I'm like, what the hell is that?
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's
1: tough. And, I, you know, and, and the funny thing is it's not just those young teams. You might expect that from those young teams. You know, yeah. they they're looking ahead and there's kind of that – that sleeper team sitting in there that, or a divisional game that gets in the way or whatever. Um, but, but it's some of the traditional teams too. I think Pittsburgh was a, a great example of that, not even making the playoffs. And, you know, you watch a couple of weeks and feel like, okay, this is, you know, this isn't the greatest Pittsburgh team, but this is a team that has the pedigree to potentially make a deep playoff run. And then they, you know, they lose to the Broncos. Um, and, the, you know, just, Game after game, it was like that with them. And then I think New England's that way, too. I mean, they found their way in classic New England fashion into the two-seed. But, man, I mean, there's been a few games, you know, that Jacksonville game early in the season uh, where Bortles played terrific. But there, there's a, there was other games by New England throughout the year where they just laid an egg. And you just came yeah. out and watched it. And you didn't know what you were watching.
0: Yeah, New England definitely seems uh, mortal. Um, compared to previous years um but going back to the saints and kind of transitioning into you know playoff predictions the the saints only uh recently started looking a little sluggish and you know them locking up the one seed uh before week 17 giving drew breeze uh not only week 17 but also having a bye week this week and you know uh, I think the reps, the keeping people uh, from getting rusty, quote unquote, is probably important when you're a much younger player, but when you're as experienced as a quarterback like Drew Brees, I think probably the rest is going to be more important, especially to take them deep into the playoffs and probably the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so um
1: No, I'm 100% with you there. I think the rest is, is huge for them. Um, some of the letdown late in the season, certainly, you know, fatigue. And when you're a high-scoring offense, you know, you tend to spend a pretty good amount of time on the field. You know, when you score a lot of points, you don't necessarily win time of possession battles because you, you might be scoring quickly and that type of thing. Um, but you might also end up in these, these, these goofy games where you're in shootouts and your guys are running up and down the floor. And I don't know. I think yeah. the rest is definitely huge for them. And then, obviously, we've known for a long time there's just certain teams where that home field advantage means more. You know, very famously, the, the Manning teams um, when he was in Indy. And I, I think, you know, that's always kind of been the, the rub with the Saints as well. So the idea that getting to the Super Bowl uh, more or less is is going to go through New Orleans, um, you know, assuming they win their divisional game, um, yeah, I think it's huge. I think, I think it's big. I think they have a, a very clear path.
0: Yeah. And I mean, judging from the cast of the NFC teams that are playing this weekend, I don't think there's anybody that gets through the Saints. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I'm kind of giving away my NFC pick. Uh, are you, it sounds like you're on board with the Saints as well going at least to the Super Bowl, if not yeah. winning all. Who's right. your, Who's your AFC pick for the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, uh, the AFC is uh, much tougher for me. I, I think that you know part of it is as a Broncos fan, it's it's very hard to to get on board with the Chiefs. Uh, but
0: <laughs> well, my,
1: my concern with the Chiefs, I do, I think losing Hunt is is really a big deal. Um, uh, in terms of the playoffs, I think that's a huge weapon that they lost there. Um, I'm glad they cut him. I, you know, it's a very justified thing. It's just something that I think that was the added piece that created such, you know, nightmare matchup scenarios with all these other teams. And now. Yeah. I, I, just, I worry about that. I really do. And I, Andy Reid, I think, is an absolutely terrific coach, but has well-documented trouble in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, this this team has not won a. They, they had four losses this season, right? They were twelve and four, and I believe all four losses were night, were prime time games, were night games right. when the when when the lights were shining, and. and and so it would be interesting to see how they perform when the when the lights are on again and everyone's watching. And you know, there's the Andy Reid playoff record. Um, but the other interesting thing is there's the Andy Reid off a of bye week stat that everyone is always talks about. So he will have a bye week. So yeah, no,
1: he, I,
0: I they, they, they may game, make it to the um, title game. But uh, yeah, I
1: think they have a very good chance of making it to the title game. But for the AFC, I. I mean, honestly, I'm between the Patriots and the Chargers. And, you know, kind of similar to my my NFC pick. Like, I I see these young quarterbacks coming up. Um, I think certainly there are several young guys that made a leap this year. Um, But in terms of winning a Super Bowl or, or really playing in a Super Bowl, I just think between Rivers and Brady, there's enough left in the tank between those two guys. That I trust them both to, to to have a better shot at it. Um, I really like and, the idea of the Chargers matching up with the Chiefs in the divisional round. I don't think they're scared at all to play an Arrowhead. I don't think I, I think Rivers would be licking his chops at that matchup. Um, and I don't particularly think that uh, Baltimore matches up well with them um, this week. So I, I like San Diego. To win this week, which which means that they would, in all likelihood, um, well, uh, you know, the lowest remaining seed plays the the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, Um, my I would have them playing the Chiefs. Really? So you then are taking the Texans to win this weekend too? Yeah. 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 Well, the other the one I want to get into that in just a second, but just going back, the one more um, component of this is. Is Rivers, Rivers, and Tom Brady both have? I mean, especially Tom Brady, they have the playoff experience. You know, Rivers has been to an AFC title game. He's been in the playoffs, and he's an experienced quarterback. Where Mahomes, while he's clearly very talented and and uh, you know, incredible passing talent, doesn't have this playoff experience. So that and it is different in the playoffs. It just you can feel it when you're watching the games. It is different.
1: And it's a different pace too. The,
0: yeah.
1: The, the kind of freewheeling, fast-paced defensive games are much more common in the playoffs. Even with great offensive teams, there's just a different pace that, you yeah. know, even even the violence of the game is different. And it's just kind of you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with Mahomes, where he, he has that game where he tries a lot of the you know these whether it's no look throws or throwing lefty or throwing off his back foot or whatever. That game where just all of a sudden those incredible plays aren't uh, converting, you know, where you get turnovers yeah.
0: and yeah, exactly, where the no look pass it actually turns into a pick six, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> or the yeah. I mean, I, 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 I when my Niners played the Chiefs this year, I, I think there was a, a, an across the field like throw, which is usually hundred percent of the time it seems like a a pick if not taken to the house and just there's just been some like freak sort of completions that he's made and I mean I'm not trying to take anything away from him and it maybe it's probably part of his skill set but how reliable that is in the in right. the playoffs. I mean to liken it to basketball. You know, in the in last year's uh, Western Conference finals, the Rockets played six games six and a half games where they're hitting these where they hit a bunch of super low percentage like well contested shots and then when it when they needed them they weren't there you know and, and they literally missed 27 in a row and it's just like when is that going to be viable for a deep playoff run these sort yeah. of freak plays you know
1: yeah I agree and I, and I also think that you you don't overly analyze a young quarterback as a defensive coordinator coming in, and I know that sounds like I'm not, I'm not accusing defensive coordinators of not doing their job when they're scouting the Chiefs, but you have such limited tape, and you look at it and you go, boy, if he makes this play when he goes against us, we're, we're going to take that to the house. Yeah. And the guy just, you know, he continued to get lucky, continued to make unconventional plays, and he, his unconventional plays were different. One week to the next, you know, yeah. across the body, the back foot, the left hand, the no look, all that type stuff, and I just feel like there's enough out there now that come playoff time, it's like, all right, if he, we're gonna, we're gonna actively bait him into doing something goofy to make yeah. a highlight reel play, and we're gonna sit on this route, you know, we're, gonna, yeah. we're, we're gonna wait for him to roll right, leave the receiver open left with a safety over the top. And just burn that route, you know, or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I just, I think there's enough there now, and you've seen enough different things from Mahomes that you can figure out ways to sort of bait him into not making the smartest play. So I don't. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see
0: if that happens.
1: Yeah. No, we'll see. Um, But yeah, I I like the Chargers a lot. I think Chargers Patriots uh, AFC title game, and then. You know it's tough because I think New England is a very very difficult team to beat in Foxborough, and then the Chargers have been a really really difficult team to beat on the road.
0: Yeah, Uh, so that's kind of that's part of why I love them this week. I I love the matchup against the Ravens this week. I feel like I feel like they they just played them, and yeah, they got beat, but they just played them, and I feel like while Lamar Jackson's impact on the Ravens is undeniable. I I just think like seeing a like seeing a quarterback like that, like Lamar Jackson. He's not necessarily a traditional quarterback who's running the ball, you know, seventeen plus times a game. Um, I I, I just think they'll be more prepared for it. Like I I don't think Tebow is going to beat, and Lamar Jackson's definitely better than Tim Tebow. But like when Tebow made his run, it's just like I don't think that you could. I don't think Tim Tebow could beat the same team twice, you know? Um, yeah,
1: I, I, if I was a Chargers fan, I would be incredibly excited about the fact that we, we did lose to them. You yeah. Know, it, it's just one of those things where you just feel like, yeah, there's no way this team's beating us twice. Yeah. I, that's just how and, I feel about this game. I, I just love this matchup for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I almost feel like them, being a wild card team, uh, with an all likelihood not playing a home game might actually be an advantage for them because of their play, their road record this season. I mean, I think they just play better on the road and the likelihood that they'll be seeing the Colts in the title game in LA is, uh, I think pretty low. Um, but I actually like the, I actually think the Chargers are going to go up to New England. I think they're going to go from Baltimore to New England. I think that the Colts take like it from the Texans this weekend. Yeah, I really do. I think you have the better quarterback, the better coach, and and the Colts defense is sneaky good. Um, and yeah, I, I really like the Colts this weekend. Actually, it's like I, I think I may I may just parlay AFC money lines this weekend. Let's see what that. Let's see yeah, this.
1: I just I don't.
0: I don't oh man, love
1: that Colts team on the road for some reason I just don't like it, and that that Texans team that that defense. It, it, granted, they don't show up every single week, but I, I really like that pass rush. I don't know. I, I just I, I think if it was in Indy, I'd take Indy, but I, I like Houston at home.
0: Yeah. Understandable, but I tell you, my bet of the week right here is a is the AFC uh, wild card team parlay, Colts and Chargers uh, money lines plus 350. (laughs) I'm gonna make some money on that this weekend, so you you can bet your Texans, but the losing bet. I literally have luck on my side.
1: Yeah, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Um, As for the NFC games this week, I I really, and I I hate to, you know, just sort of trash the games this week because I do think there's there's a couple of good teams playing and and there's some momentum coming into the end of the season for a couple of these teams. But to me, I'm just, I'm going to be shocked if it's anybody other than New Orleans coming out yeah so this this week for them, for the n f c slate is a little um more lackluster for me but that being said um what's what's your thoughts on on Seattle and dallas uh,
0: well i really like I, I have i have to be i have no uh sources <laughs> or anything like that on this this is just my, my gut feeling and this is sort of a classic Joe's versus pros, I, I feel like, uh, um, pick. And I feel like the public, I don't know why, I just feel like the public really is going to be betting heavy on Seattle. I think it's because of their playoff success the last few years. I and mean, granted, they weren't in it last year, but you know they have been somewhat of a powerhouse team. Um, I think that because of that, their recent success, they probably have a lot of fans and there's Probably, I mean, not to say that the Cowboys don't have a lot of fans, but, uh, this two and a half, the line is Dallas by two and a half, which, uh, I, I think there's some public money on the Seahawks, which is pushing the line, you know, half point for, for, um in, in Seattle's, or in, towards Seattle. But I really think that the Cowboys are gonna win this game um i i think i mean i mean i i understand that dak prescott is not a superstar quarterback you know it, or i don't want to say he's not a superstar talent or quarterback but he's not a you know elite talent or even top 10 talent or even i wouldn't say top 15 talent but he he's he's kind of the game manager that you want, right? He, he's, he's, a, he's a game manager and then can make a big play when you need it, um, which is good. I mean, and then Dallas does have the worst coach. That's like, I think they're, <laughs> they're folly there. I don't think, yeah, it, I think Pete Carroll's a better coach than Jason Garrett. But other than that, I just don't think Seattle matches up well with the Cowboys defense. And then, um, you know, Dallas does have some offensive weapons in Zeke and Amari Cooper, and I think that it'll be a close game. But I think that Dallas will win in the end. Probably some low scoring, like seventeen to fourteen affair, or something like that.
1: Yeah, Relatively I, low I think scoring. it's going to be low scoring as well. I it's a tough one because the Jason Garrett thing really throws me off, and the, and the fact that he's the longest tenured Cowboys coach. Since Tom Landry is it's just, <laughs> offensive, just yeah, like yeah, I mean, it, like really how Jerry
0: Jones fires Jimmy Johnson for winning three Super Bowls, but then <laughs> can't fire Jason Garrett.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just weird, and it yes. you know it goes back to the old Simmons theory that he saw something at a party he wasn't supposed to, and, you know. Which, I, which
0: actually, I think it's more. I think it's more along the lines of Jerry Jones. Jerry, I I feel like Jason Garrett is almost, I don't want to say like a puppet, but I think he's more willing to entertain Jerry Jones' idea or an owner's ideas, especially Jerry Jones's, than any other, like, coach that would be in there that would probably tell Jerry to, you know, piss off. Um,
1: Yeah, but it's uh, still easy to, as an owner with an ego like Jones, you'd still think at a certain point, it becomes easier to just scapegoat the coach, even if he's really willing to do whatever you want. You know, when you have the, the the criticism of the fan base and people questioning your legacy and your competency as an owner and all that type of stuff, you'd still think, given some of the seasons they've had, that, you know, one of those years in there, he'd just be like, okay, sorry, Jason, I mean, Got to call yes. it quits. And I, I just don't see how he could honestly believe that that guy's going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, this I, is I almost think I don't think
0: anymore. it's I think Jerry Jones has more fun. Sort of, I, I, I honestly believe that like Jerry Jones is like involved in the game planning with the coach. Like I don't think where any other that would happen with any other owner or any other organization, and I don't think any other coach would like be on board with that. And I think that that's part of why he's been around so long. Like, I think he knows that he's got this interesting relationship with Jason Garrett that he couldn't have anywhere else. And it's like maybe he doesn't really care. I don't want to say he doesn't care about winning Super Bowls because he does. But I think he might have more fun being more involved in the day-to-day of the team. And... I think that's something that Jason Garrett affords him where other coaches may not, you know?
1: Yeah, it could be. It's,
0: and if he's going to take it. some criticism from the fans, like, so be it. But
1: yeah. Until he starts and losing I mean, money, I, I don't
0: think it's going to – yeah.
1: Yeah, it's still being very profitable is probably a huge thing too. And this is something like, you know, the, the Rockies franchise in baseball has always, you know, been accused of this by the fan base where – you know, the team is profitable by virtue of, you know, sort of summer tourism and that type of thing to the Denver area, and then the growing nature of Denver as a city, and you know, there's so many transplants, and so people kind of show up to games to visit their their hometown team, and so the attendance traditionally has drawn very well, and they haven't had to spend a lot of money and pay players and that type of thing, and and the franchise still makes money and it it's certainly possible that Jones again not not to say he doesn't want to win super bowls he sure would like to but for all the talk of mediocrity and you know being one and done in the playoffs and missing the playoffs and being eternally an 8-8 eight eight team and all this type of thing the bottom line still reflects uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of growth in that organization and and he may feel like, you know, yeah, say what you will, but uh I'm laughing all the way to the bank on this and yeah. Sure, I'd like to win some Super Bowls, but uh perhaps having an always mediocre semi-controversial team is is the way to stay profitable. I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah. Maybe once the Cowboys get to number 2 most valuable sports franchise in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh maybe then he'll make a change, but uh you know, I uh
1: Yep, that's that's probably true, and that's probably um, you know fair to evaluate in that way. That yeah, as fans, uh, we certainly like to evaluate the success of a team based on um, Super Bowls. But if we were owners, we probably would look pretty heavily at that bottom line, and he's doing just fine in that department. So.
0: Yep, but we digress. Yeah, I like the Cowboys. Who like do you them. like?
1: Um, God, I hate, I really hate this game. I hate both of these teams so much.
0: Yeah, but you're going to have to bet it because there's no other game on at that time, so you're going to have to bet it to make it interesting. I'm,
1: I'm going to take the Seahawks. Uh, I also think it's going to be a very low-scoring affair. Um, I, I think it's going to be close to 17-14, 13-10, even that type of thing. Um, I just, I guess coaching is, is what I think at the end. And the other thing, too, is that that last game against the Giants, I um, – it just was not impressed with Prescott. I think Cooper's an outstanding weapon. When they first got him, he had a couple of huge games. Just absolutely seemed like he was the answer for them. And then, you know, some teams have, have done a good job of taking him away. And then in that Giants game, I, Prescott just missed a lot of throws. Like, just yeah. barely easy, routine throws. Um, and they found a way to, you know, sort of battle back in that game. And it was a back-and-forth affair and everything. But I, I just... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like Prescott's gonna have a couple of chances and miss them, and that Seattle team's gonna, gonna move on.
0: I wish I could, I wish there there was a prop bet in this game for most rushes, like,
1: <laughs> and yeah. I just
0: feel like the, I just feel like Zeke's gonna touch the ball like 25 to 30 times, and then Seattle's gonna run the ball heavy too, I would just love to take an over on uh yeah, like if, cool. if if they were like 50.5 yeah. was the over under for number total number of rushes in this game, I would just be all over that over. I think it's literally going to be yeah, uh, yeah, on the just a grand, grind grinded out on the ground. Sort of crazy. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, Wilson seems to have gotten on a little bit more of the same page with Lockett you know it used to just be Baldwin and I don't know I feel like they're going to do some roll outs with him um, yeah. but yeah it's still going to be a run heavy affair for sure so yeah it's it's going to be an interesting one it, it's definitely the game I'm least excited to watch and
0: yeah that's why we spent the most time talking about it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I was talking
1: about the Cowboys in general but yeah I, I don't think either of those teams is going past this week so you know that's, that's just kind of where I stand with it. But, right. um, yeah. Last and then the
0: last game is the Eagles-Bears. And i got to say, the most shocking thing about this game to me is this line. It's the biggest spread of the week at six and a half points. The Bears are favored by six and a half points. and
1: yeah, it, It's gone up, too. too yeah, up.
0: and, I mean, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game. But six and a half points, especially yeah, for, for an offensive powerhouse like the Bears. <laughs> it just seems well, like and, a and lot. Again, you know, like... the
1: Eagles won the Super Bowl. And, and granted, it, it took a lot of luck to get into the playoffs. And I, I mean, I think one of the most shocking things about this game is that Minnesota's not in it.
0: Yeah. You, know,
1: you have a, a divisional game where the Bears... Although initially they had something to play for, they had a potential of getting the the two. The Rams were up significantly at halftime. You have to think word got to the coaching staff that there really was not anything left to play for in the second half, and and yet Chicago still um, looked like the much better team over Minnesota. And you know Minnesota, after everything last year and uh, the quarterback signing and everything, they seemed like. Um, it's not a Super Bowl favorite, certainly a, a top Super Bowl contender. And now we have the Eagles just backing into that spot. And yeah, interesting. Definitely interesting, and and the storyline of Foles being in there again after the kind of seesaw ride at, at quarterback. I, it's very interesting year for the Eagles. But
0: I tell you what, if the Eagles somehow win this game, they're gonna have they're gonna have. There's been whispers, but it's gonna be full blown quarterback controversy. Controversy in Philadelphia, and you know, unfortunately, I think it's going to be they're going to pay Nick Foles if he wins if he if they make a playoff run this year, and I think they're going to which is insane if because that you'd you'd have to be insane to do that, but I think that if Foles makes playoff run this year, they might pay him. Like,
1: yeah, and don't don't rule it out, man. I you know, initially my thought on this game too is. Yeah, that Bears defense, and you look at all the stats on this defense, and it is incredible. I mean, by DVOA, they're, they're not only the number one, but the gap between them and the Ravens is, you know, equal to the gap between the Ravens and, like, the you know the middle of the pack in terms of uh, other defenses. Like, there's a significant gap between them and the Ravens, and um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to discredit that Bears defense, But as good as the Bears' defense is, I think the Bears' offense is just as questionable. Yeah, that's the part
0: about the six-and-a-half points that astonishes me. Like, I could honestly see this game being like 3-0 (laughs) Bears. Yeah,
1: uh, it reminds me um, a little bit of the old uh, when the the Buccaneers and – Boy, who was it? The Ravens both had really, really good defenses. You know, those teams that had won the Super Bowl. I think in back-to-back years, the Ravens won one, the Bucks won one. And Chris Berman was doing his weekly rundown, and he's like, "Ah, Ravens, Buccaneers, all defense, no offense, three-two Bucks," and that was his prediction. You know, for the for the score. And it, it's not outside the realm of possibility. And I I like this Eagles offense the way it's been at least getting the job done the last few weeks. Yeah, I think it's tough to do against uh, that Bears defense. But I also just don't see how the Bears are going to manufacture points here unless it's off of turnovers.
0: So what I mean, so I mean, my bet on this game is Eagles by points.
1: Me too, me too.
0: That's but exactly I don't, right. I'm staying away from the money lines on this.
1: Me too. Yeah, I I do ultimately think the Bears probably win, but I do like the Eagles by those points.
0: Okay, so basically the bets this week are that if you're listening and you want to make some money, would be take the Ravens' money line because both Max and I like the Chargers, (laughs) and and take the Bears by the points because both (laughs) Max and I like the Eagles by the points, and then stay away from the Colts, Texans, and Seahawks, Cowboys.
1: There you go. That's, yeah. that's where the smart
0: <laughs> money is, right? <laughs> yep. That's why we're the dolls.
1: Oh, yeah. But, it's you know, man, I, I'll be more interested uh, come the divisional round here. I do think there's obviously, you know, with you and I both liking San Diego as potentially a Super Bowl team, it's it's not to rule out the wild card. Um, but I want to see how these matchups shake out. And then, you know, I mean, the, the Colts, Texans, for example, to me that game's far more important in determining where San Diego goes than it is in any sort of actual Super Bowl scenario.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I so, hear that, what you're that, saying. That's why
1: this round is is kind of goofy to me.
0: Yeah, like the like the Colts and the Texans, those wherever they, however that shakes out, neither of those teams are going to the AFC title game. Right. But it just determines how the Chargers' path to the title game, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: Yep. and I think the the Chargers would love to see the Chiefs again, a divisional opponent that you know very well, not afraid of playing in Arrowhead at all. Um, not that I, I think they're afraid of playing in Foxborough, but it's certainly a different environment, um, you know, as opposed to a, a stadium they play in every year, one that you play in every couple of years. Um, you know, and, and Brady and Manning, I think, or I'm sorry, Brady and Rivers, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. Um, I think when it comes to Mahomes, I don't want to say that Rivers doesn't respect him, but I think I think there's a fiery like it's not your turn yet. I've, yeah. I've still got a run left in me, and and there's a real passion there. So it's unfortunate to me <laughs> that the the Texans and the the Colts are going to help determine whether or not that matchup ever
0: happens. It's, you know. Yeah. Honestly, the. I mean, I, I really hope we get to see the Chargers play the Patriots just just to see Brady and Rivers on the field in the same well, game and in the playoffs, possible. like the rematch of the...
1: It's possible to have both, you know. Yeah. If they play the Chiefs and win and New England wins, um, you know, so that's assuming Houston wins, the Chargers win, and then the Chargers beat the Chiefs, they they could well end up playing both the Chiefs and the Patriots on the way to the Super Bowl, so... Yeah. It'd be interesting. Uh the thing that scares me about the Chargers is, is just that. You know, if they have to play Kansas City in Kansas City and New England in New England, um it's not that they can't do it. They've obviously been a terrific road team, but that's a much harder road than I think uh any other team would, would have to face getting there. So Yep. We'll see.
0: All right. I think that does it for the uh playoff dolls. All right man you next week see how see how we did <laughs> yeah all right talk to you later